Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all this art, it's my only medicine, yeah Everything I do, I'm just being genuine, yeah I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline, yeah I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah go i think we're good to go here all set up we got our stogies in our hands we have <laughs> real beer <laughs> it's okay you brought over the Not really <laughs> welcome to don't feed after midnight i'm steve and i'm joined with my friend by my friend rob who's a world famous anti-terrorist black ops Super agent that is going to get us all killed by talking about everything he's talking about today. Yeah, no, he's not at all. It's not nice. That's not nice to say that at all. But we're just talking. Rob brought over some founders uh, maple Mackinac fudge beer because he got bullied into it by some asshole <laughs> at some some store. And he said it was going to be good, and it's eleven proof, and it's like maple syrup. We we were not fans. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's like <laughs> grotesquely sweet. Grotesquely sweet. <laughs> it was really like you took a sip. You're like, that's yeah, like when my kid would drink that, you know, except she's obviously not drinking 11 proof beer. But, you know, so not weird. He's got a Labatt's for the first. What do you think of Labatt's anyway? You like it? Yeah, I like it. I like Labatt's. Labatt's is the first beer I ever had when I was younger. And like, I think my mom was cooking with it, or whatever. And I was like, can I have that? I think it was like 11. She's like, you're not going to like that. And I took a sip. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. And then I got older and. She actually used to put Labatt's in the chili she made, which is freaking fantastic. <laughs> like, it's good. She, Kelly does that, too. Kelly will use, like, um, she uses different types of beer and shit. Usually, it's, like, a Coors, whatever. It cooks it off. But it adds a little bit to the chili, like a little bit of a beard flavor. Depending on what, uh, <clears throat> like, how much chili you're actually making. Like, my wife will make chili with a ton of fucking vegetables, like, like mushrooms, like huge chunks of this, chunks of it, tons of meat though. Like, you know, my mom was always pretty much like the old style was just like, just meat and like, a, you know, some vegetables, like green peppers and shit and onions and shit. Nothing too crazy. My wife's like, fuck it. If it's in there, it's going, you know, her <laughs> recipe is so good. Like you eat one bowl and you need to, you have a it's nap time. You need naps. I can't eat it and like go to work. I mean, besides the point, you don't want to eat chili and go work. You're just like, hey guys, oh God, my belly. But you know. Michael will be joining us soon. Michael's uh, driving back from work. Uh, he has to go get some food in his belly so he doesn't die, but he'll join us in a little bit. But so, uh, Rob, tell us a little about yourself. Tell us about your like what you were like Navy wise. What did you? What was your specific your last your last job? Because you've done a lot of stuff. What was your last job in the Navy? Uh, my last job was the I was the uh, human operations chief, uh, human intelligence operations chief at. Uh, Navs her nav sent so uh, I was the <clears throat> I was in charge of uh, any of the collection of information from human people you know um, in the central and Southcom uh, area of responsibility not I worked for Southcom so they were the actual bosses but our little uh, our little organization uh, uh, which had a two-star 
uh, that worked for the four star uh, up in Miami was uh, that was all me. What was South what Southcom stand for? Southern Command. Southern Command. So okay. the United States Southern Command is in charge of uh, military operations. They're a joint command. They have uh, from Air Force to even Coast Guard. They do a lot of work with the Coast Guard because one of the biggest missions. Uh, down there is the counter drug. Oh, machine. I'm sure. Oh man, yeah. they, they find subs all the time and shit like that. Like yeah. people sneaking. Yeah, they wish they found them all the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, they're the ones that, like, you see. There's that uh, YouTube video of that uh, uh, of the coasty, uh, the Coast Guard guy, just like punching the top of the uh, the sub. Or really, it was a semi-submersible. They're, yeah. Um, so well, they, 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 they ride really low in the water, you know, and he's he's on this thing and he's punching it uh, and he's getting the guys to open it. It's uh, it's crazy. So the Coasties, um, they have a uh, – it's kind of a love-hate relationship with the Navy. We kind of call <laughs> them like like puddle pirates. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? <laughs> but they have like – they're like the – I'm not even kidding. They're like the uh, – uh, the best kept secret in the in the military, mm-hmm. you know. Now they used to be Department of Transportation. Now they moved over to uh, uh, to the. Uh, they are like a uh, a full fledged type branch. So they do work for I think Department of Defense now. They don't send the Coast Guard overseas, do they? Yes, they do. You really? Have Coast I Guard cutters I... sitting in the Persian Gulf. <laughs> That's yeah. what it, I thought. I, yeah, I was saying this train because yeah. when I was a kid, I always thought Coast Guard was like. Like around here on Detroit, we have Lake St. Clair and like Huron. Yep. So I thought they just operate around the lakes or just off the coast of the U.S. But so here's the the thing with the Coast Guard is uh, they can do law enforcement. The military does not do law enforcement. So ah. the military can do all all types of operations, and they kind of they have a blanket uh, term for that military operations other than war, uh, or they call it mutuab. So there's all types of things that the military can get involved with, but law enforcement is not one of those. So uh, Let's say if we were doing counter piracy boardings in the in the uh, in the in the the waters around like the uh, the Persian Gulf or the Arabian Sea, uh, something like that. If we were expecting not uh, to be picking up like uh, anything that might be prosecuted, if we weren't going to drop them off on like you know another country that agrees to prosecute them, we had to have what's called a lead debt, a law enforcement debt from the Coast Guard with us. Oh, that's so, interesting. So I had a buddy who was uh, he was a U.S. Army Ranger. And he told me once when he got he got pulled over by a state trooper, mm-hmm. and the state trooper couldn't do anything. He had to call for the MPs to come and get him. Really? Yeah, because he was the state trooper was not allowed because he was active duty. Right. They were not allowed to physically like take and arrest him. He had to go. They, he waited for the MPs to take him to base. And I don't know. I don't know if that was because they were doing him a favor. That might have been a favor <laughs> because when you're off base, you're in the you're in their jurisdiction. That's what. I, yeah. Yeah. Now they can't. They can come on base also with permission. Like if they really? have like a so if like, like if investigators or somebody has like a warrant for your arrest, they can call and be like, "Hey, we've got a warrant for this guy." And in the the military, unlike in Hollywood, is not going to be like, "Well, you guys just you stay away from our guys. We're, we'll take care of our own." That's no. They'll be like, uh, "All right, what's his name? All right, I'm gonna call that commander right now. We're gonna have that guy waiting for you. We're gonna bring him to the gate." That's crazy. Because so that you do have the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Yeah. You do have like the. Uh, all you know, soldiers, sailors, and Marines fall under the uh, the UCMJ. So, and that is the military uh, side of it, which uh, you have the the traditional non, uh, let's say, like non felony type stuff. You know, which will fall onto like the commanders, like if you're showing up late or you're you're being a subordinate or you're doing uh, any number of things. You know, that doesn't go to the uh, the JAG. And I, I don't know what the uh, Army and the Air Force have. But in the Marine Corps and the Navy, we have uh, we have the Judge Advocate General, so they can actually take you and court martial you, and that's kind of like big boy court for oh, us. Oh shit! 
And that's where they can get, they can send you to, you know, prison, you know, in the, you but know. the military can, prison's a lot fucking yeah, hard. They can, you, do they make, did, now the military prison, it's not like regular prison like, like people go to here. They make you do PT and shit, don't they? They make you, they actually kick your ass, don't they? I don't know. Come on. Thank God. <laughs> I, thank God I don't have any experience with that. I would think that but they, they would. they can put you on bread and water. Oh, Oh, yeah, they no can do way. stuff. Like, I had a sailor, I had to go pick, I was, he was part of our command, um, and I was in, so sometimes they'll send you like, they'll give you like a temporary job. They call it T80. They'll send you temporary additional duty and yeah. I went to security, uh, for the base. So we had to go and get this guy and bring him back, uh, who I don't know what he did, but he was, he had just spent the week on bread and water. Now, no it's, shit. It's all the bread. That you could eat. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, I wouldn't want yeah, After a while, you're yeah, like, oh, that's, you get... it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be terrible. So there's, there are things like that, that, uh, that go on. But then there's, you know, so that's the military side, but then there's the civilian side. Like you get a DUI. Yeah. You can get, uh, you can get punished in the military. The military can say, hey, you know, you got a alcohol related incident. So we're going to send you to counseling. So the one thing that the military does, uh, really well, I think is, uh, they will send you to counseling. For, huh. for alcohol, for al- they'll send you to alcohol treatment. But if you then go back to drinking alcohol, that's considered a, 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 a treatment failure. Now they can process you out of the military. No shit. Yeah. So that, but wow. for drugs, it's, you know, like you hear, there's zero tolerance, but you're still going to court. <clears throat> yeah. You're still, you're still getting arrested. You're, if you're in the Navy, you're, you know, your supervisor or your chief may come in and get you out of uh, jail or you may, but uh, you may call them. I had a sailor when I was a chief call me while he was walking home. Because he had a DUI. Oh shit! You know, but he was walking home the next day, and yeah. he told me, and that man, he went to he had what we call captain's mass, which was you know, so he went to our. Uh, he wasn't court martialed. He had captain's mass, you know, with our yeah. command. So he still uh, ended up getting. Uh, they took his rank away. Uh, no, you can shit. go down one. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can go down one, and but they also took half his uh, half of his pay. For uh, for two months. Holy shit! Well, yeah. when you go down a rank, you lose that pay rate too. You lose that, so yeah. And Holy shit! Now they can also they can do stuff like they they can suspend it. They can say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna award you half a month's pay times two. So like your two months, you're getting half your pay. So you yeah. got bills, man. That's that that hurts. You yeah. Know? And I can and I'm gonna I'm gonna take you from I'm gonna take your let's say he's an E5, mm-hmm. you know, which is a sergeant for all of the the, the normal militaries yeah. out there in the in the military it's a, or in the navy it's a second class petty officer. And I'm yeah. gonna bust you down to E4, but then he can suspend him, so he can he can award you all that stuff and be like, if you mess up one more time, yeah, all of this stuff is going to be I don't even have the 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 captain doesn't even have to see you again for in the navy a captain is like a colonel. Or, or yeah. the commander of the, of an installation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even have to see you again. He he can immediately go to the legal officer, and he can say, "Nope, that stuff's initiated." And they can they'll contact PSD. They'll send the letter, uh, personnel support detachment, uh, like your your admin, and they'll say, "This guy's uh, is now an E four, and we need and uh, starting next month he's getting half his pay taken away for two months." Wow. Stuff like that. So that's just the little stuff. Uh, that they can do that's to nuts. to bring about yeah. like some sort of like discipline, if you will. Now you and you, you serve local discipline. But when you were overseas, like you, you've been in where like, you've been everywhere: Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, right? Stuff like that. You've I've been, been in, in uh, Iraq, uh, Pakistan, um, uh, different countries in Africa. Djibouti is the one I'll talk about. I, I've been in I've been in uh, uh, Kenya, 
uh, as well. Djibouti's and, uh, a meme. Djibouti, Djibouti is a, is it sounds like a meme, but yeah. it's act, an actual country. I know, I know. It's like <laughs> you know what the capital Djibouti, of Djibouti is? No, Djibouti. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Djibouti rocks is like a meme. I think so, I've seen a few times. Yeah. People are like yeah, Djibouti rocks. I'm like, oh no. It is a it is a tiny little uh, speck of a country, but still a country uh, that has a uh, a decent uh, U.S. military presence, and it's um. Like I said, it's just to the east. Well, it's, it's along, uh, it's a, it's along the water right there, but it's in yeah. the Horn of Africa. So when you see oh, the cool, when cool, you cool. see the Red Sea, yeah, uh, uh, meeting up, you know, or where you're going through like the Red Sea with that sliver coming from the Suez Canal, yeah, yeah, going into the Red Sea, and then it goes into um, the main body of water there. That right at that junction is like Djibouti. So it's a main, it's an area there that even China has a little base. It's one of those last kingdoms that like, you know, some, some warlord had from the old times. And he was like, he's like, I'm keeping my territory. They're like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. You know, that's crazy. So you've done a lot of interesting stuff. We were talking the other day. It's one of the reasons I, I, I nagged you to come on here. Like, so with this, uh, with these UFPs being, being talked about now more and more, you know, the, the you know, the guy going in front of the Senate going, we don't know what they are. And, uh, but we'll do, we might tell you some stuff, but it'll be behind closed doors and, every, and all, the, all the UFO conspiracy people, people are like, ah, son of a bitch! You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some dude in, you know, Denver, like, losing his shit, like, you motherfuckers! Yeah. But, um, you know, but, so that's coming up more and more with David Faber and all of these guys have seen all this shit. So after they updated the radar and all the jets, they think is why they're picking up all these things more mm-hmm. often now. Did you ever hear any of that shit going on? Like, did you ever see any of that shit going on? I know you, you said you never seen it, but you've just, heard you've just heard like the, you, you've heard the hubbub, right? Yeah, just like you guys did. Like it was like Navy F-18s that picked up uh, uh, that thing, and it was uh, it. It's they're Navy F-18s, and they're releasing this. You know, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. they're releasing it for for a, a reason. You know, it's not something that they're. Oh yeah. At this point, I think they just want as much information as they can get. But it's um. Yeah, that's one of those things where like people, you know that uh, that. That work in rooms that that are you know inside rooms you know have conversations about, and um, yeah, it's like I don't know what else I can say. Like I don't have any, I don't, yeah. like I don't have any. Uh, I honestly don't have like any direct knowledge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know of, of anything like that, but uh, you know, because you were on ships, you were on like not, well, I say boats and ships, but you were on like air, you were through the aircraft carriers and shit like that. I was on one aircraft carrier, but mm. she was in the yards. That was the, mm. the Dwight D. Eisenhower uh, CVN sixty nine. No shit, that's one of the older ones, right? Is so it- she is, uh, um, yeah, she is right now about thirty years old. Wow. So when I was on her, she was going through her. Uh, her overhaul stage. She's a nuclear one, right? She's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, baby. We don't have any conventionals anymore. I think that the Kitty Hawk, which used to be in San Diego, was uh, I think yeah, I think it was decommissioned. They're all um, they're all nuclear class now, but the the latest type of nuclear cat uh, class is called the Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, they're going to be if you're at sea for like you know months or something, sometimes a full year. Yeah. Right, you need to be you need to be able to pull. You don't want to have to stop. We're we're about you know, tankers coming up and like topping you off and shit. So you know, you still get replenished at sea. Mm. Um, well, food and they stuff. They call food. them rest, yeah, because yeah. but they they don't need gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the a lot of like anything that is not uh, a nuclear uh, vessel does need to have uh, lots and lots of gas. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, well, they they got yeah, diesel yeah. backups and stuff on the carrier. I'm sure in the carriers and shit. Right. Uh, really? Not, not that I'm aware of. Oh wow. No. Not that I'm aware. That's of. pretty cool. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So one of the guys um, recently was talking. It was at 
You say the reason that they're picking this shit up more and more now is they upgraded all the F eight F eighteens, whatever. They upgraded all the uh, old fighters with this newer type of radar, mm-hmm. and as soon as they upgraded, it, that's when they were detecting the shit left and right because the radar was much more sensitive. Everything, right? Because I mean, I mean, the fighter. And the thing is, too, is people are so people are bitching. They're like, you know, why is the you know the why is the visual so shitty? Whatever. Well, these things are designed for yeah. fighter combat, not you for know. Hollywood. No, yeah, yeah. you know, the cameras are not. You're not going to see. The enemy, 90% of the time, when you're in a, you're in a, a dogfight, sometimes it's miles and miles apart. It's yeah. missiles going at each other. Yeah. You're at, it's, a, it's a radar thing on the scope. You're not, it's not, they're not high quality cameras, you know. And even the newer ones aren't like that because right. you're not designed, but that, but he was saying the thing is, is like, yeah, they knew they were up there, what they were seeing, they were seeing, they'd see blips every now and then, they'd see stuff, you know, but the problem was, is like, now these things are like, you know, they're moving between, if they're flying in tandem, you know, and, these these things are zipping between the two jets. Mm. That's a problem mm-hmm. because it's endangering the pilots. That's you know uh, why it's actually becoming more talked about and shit now because now that they're able, to, I'm sure this shit happened. You know the pilots would be like, "What the hell was that? I don't know." You know, you want to talk about? It? Nope. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to get made fun of. But now it's like it's out there, and they're talking about it more and more and more. I would assume that if if you're going to be if somebody's going to be seeing it, it would be mostly commercial airline pilots. Because if you look at like the commercial traffic around the world, mm-hmm. it vastly dominates the amount of like tactical aircraft that are flying around. But you're right; it's like if they're if we're talking fifth gen fighter aircraft, yeah. you know, with the latest and greatest, and you know, like radar or sensors, then that's probably going to be uh, what it is that you're that you're referring to. Oh, yeah. I was not an aviator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you got dropped out of plenty of planes, though, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> You show I, me pictures. I, uh, I've I've come out of a few helicopters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've uh, I was not airborne qualified. Uh, yes, in the Navy you can get airborne qualified depending on what units you work. No, that's kind of cool. I figure. Well, yeah. yeah, if you're an aircraft, the Navy. I mean, people forget Navy, the Navy has their own little Air Force. Well, not little. They have their own yeah. fighters, their own their own yeah. transports. So it's not just the Air Force. You know. Yeah, we are the 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 aircraft carrier uh, gives the. President of the United States, the ability to project power uh, wherever he wants, you know, at least within, you know, uh, most of the world touches, you know, touches water, you know, within a within a certain um, range, of course. And that was like that started in World War Two, didn't it? Because it was well, it was the after World War Two, they basically started their own. They really like like the Marines, you know, they have their own. You that know, was the first large scale yeah. aircraft carrier type of uh, of uh, warfare. Was was during World War Two? But they, you know, so it was Coral Sea. I believe was the first time that you actually had um, aircraft from two different countries engaging in uh, in combat where, without the ships ever seeing each other. I believe that was the Battle of Coral Sea. Yeah, Ryan Graves is the one pilot. He was he was talking about it, and it was it's interesting that now that that's out and about, and people are talking about it more. It's more common. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not. Um, uh, what should I call it? Uh, it's not. The amount of people that be- that believe that there's something out there that we don't know what it is is far greater than the people that are they're like no there's nothing there. I no I, I it's interesting you know it's like it's, oh, that's that shifted though in the past like twenty years yeah. ten years you know I can't remember what the what the movie was but it, the the coin term was uh, if we are the only ones here boy it'd be a huge waste of space right yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like how many even if we say solar systems, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, when we say that, because that's what we know yeah. creates, you know, and and is uh, makes a world inhabitable. Yeah, you know, uh, but we don't know, you know. Um, oh yeah, if your if your blood what is else like, makes you know if you have blood. Yeah, you know, if you have blood, yeah, are you carbon based? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like what's yeah. the 
it's really interesting when you think about it. And I think it's very naive and foolish. You know, uh, we want to believe. Yeah. Because we want to believe, you know, in, in like the religious aspect of it that, you mm-hmm. know, like the whole, uh, whatever your religion is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That there was, there was a creator and that we are that, we are the focus of that, you know, but yeah. we're talking about a, uh, uh, a people, a species, you know, that, uh, didn't know, you know, that even the, the continents of North and South America oh, yeah. were, were, were here until, you know, what we would consider recent written down history. And some people, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the, the, a lot of people seem to think like, you know, they're just kind of watching whatever it is out there, you know, they're just kind of watching, make sure that these crazy, you know, hairless apes, these ter- territorial yeah. apes with, with tactical nukes don't blow themselves up. Yeah, or, you know, the, there's another running theory right now that, which is interesting is that they're, um, Hyper hyper terrestrials. They're they're beings that have been here forever. Mm -hmm. They're either from the Earth or they get stuck on Earth a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and we just haven't been able to catch them by because we think of what radar radar came out like you know like what nineteen twenties thirties. Not even, not even 30s. It would have been World War II. World War II, yeah, is when we were using radar. I think for the first time, yeah, for for that type of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for detection. So before then, like you're not. (laughs) There's <laughs> some guy in a field. You saw what? You know, some. I mean, you know, I mean, throughout human history, that people have been recording. You know, like they call them angels, they call them gods, or whatever they call sure. them, different beings, or whatever. You know, some assholes like, you know, like what are they going to put it down on? That people are going right. to hammer it. They're going to they're going to stencil it on the side of the pyramid. Some asshole like you you carving another UFO in the pyramid? Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know, just carving like a dove, like everybody else, or cover bird. You asshole. You know, look at this guy. You know, but now it's like you know, it's kind of funny because now it's it's a lot more commonplace. And it's not as the government. So after during Blue Book and after Blue Book, the government had a, a whole agency that specifically would discredit people. Mm-hmm. Their whole job, and this is public knowledge, and it's it's it's, it's actually you can actually you can look it up. Their entire mission. Was to find these people when they said they saw something and discredit them, and it was it's, it's yeah. interesting because it, well because sometimes it was a spy plane or it was a, it was a top they like the SR seventy one SR seventy sure. one's flying so freaking high and these other pilots are flying they're like there's something up there I don't know what the hell it is it's not us we don't have anything that can do that well yeah we did have stuff that could do that yeah. you know um, and as far as like the commercial airline pilots thing go so according to what I've read and what I've heard the pilots. And crew on the airlines are not allowed to take their cell phones out. Oh, really? <laughs> at all. They're not allowed to take their phone out and record shit out the window. Okay. Because you know, they don't want them being distracted. I mean, they, you know. You would think they'd be reporting what they see, though. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah, they yeah. were. But, you know. But the thing is, is like, so if you're a pilot and you see something, you know. I mean, the cell, it's only in the past, like, 10 years we've had cell phones mm-hmm. that can really, like, take, take pictures and shit anyway. Um, but, like, you're really not. If you're not supposed to take your phone out. You're hesitating for a second, thinking about it, and it's gone. And then what are you going to do? You and know? we're assuming, because, again, we like to make everything into a bubble so oh, we yeah. can understand it. We're assuming that these things, um, uh, whatever they are, are are within our light spectrum that, that we see. Yep, that's the other thing, yeah. When you exactly. look at the entire infrared spectrum, when you look at the... At, <laughs> The actual visible spectrum, and I'm using my arms like you can see this, <laughs> you know, is like a, is a yeah. sliver oh, of the is. actual spectrum that's out there, and there's there's no telling what the, the, what it is that we don't see just because we naturally can't see oh, it. You yeah, know? and some of these things are like yeah. so. There, some of these things are, they appear to be like transmedium, where they can go from being in the air to being in the ocean in one smooth movement, and there's no like or 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 going you know 
hypersonic mm-hmm. and there's no sonic boom. Right. Which is weird. Yeah. Very, very weird <clears throat> shit. You know, and then, so there's no, there's also no, um, retrieval program. As, as far as I know, there's no retrieval program by the U.S. military in an active war zone for those objects. So if there's ob- basically, you know, if there's any, if there's something, if you're in a war zone and something is within like a certain radius of where you are as a U.S. military, it's getting shot at. And, they're not going to check and see if it's whatever it is. They're not oh, the alien. Whatever. If it's not us, it's getting shot at and shut down. That's that's the hubbub I've heard. So like you know, so if you're in an active war zone, you shoot it, you shoot something down. I mean, I'm sure you want to make sure it's not civilian, whatever. But if it's if you don't know what it is, if it's approaching your base, you're approaching your position, you know, it's going to get shot down. That's what according to that, uh, that Graves. Uh, like, I should just, just, I, just, I have no idea what his actual first name was. I keep forgetting. But you know, his according to him, that's true. Like you what know, what is he? Basing that off of when he says it, when in an active war zone. Well, like if he's in, like they're like if they're no, not that's not an active war. Like if they were in like you know Afghanistan, sure. You know, for instance, and you're in a position and something's approaching you, you know, and it's not us. It's getting the first thing you're going to do. You're not going to check and see if it's friendly or not. You're going to shoot at it because if it was friendly, it would give you a call sign, it would let you know whatever. So that's what he was you're saying. You're talking about IFF, like uh, identification friendly foe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, a, and that's the thing. He's like whether something is re- is responding or yeah. squawking. So like certain aircraft. Our aircraft are going to be squawking at yeah. a certain frequency. That's going to be within that IFF. Yeah. So he what he was saying was like but if it's if it's approaching you, you're going to shoot at it because it's coming at you, and you have no idea what it is. I don't. Um, so us, the, the U.S. misidentifying something and shooting, like we we shot down an Iranian um, uh, passenger aircraft. I think it was in the 80s, mm-hmm. and that uh, and that was a huge. Uh, communication error on yeah. uh, on multiple people's part. It was the it was being hailed. It was not it was not responding. And I'm not. Yeah. I have to caveat that I'm not an expert in that. I've seen. I've I've uh, I've read a little bit on it because we had to when you're going to these different regions, you have to read up on you know what what is what has happened in the past yeah. so that you don't repeat that. Because you want to be sensitive about it too, uh, right? And yeah, I, yeah. I didn't work in in an air defense uh, area, but. As a as an intelligence uh, analyst and officer for my entire career, I've never heard of us uh, firing on something that we had not identified. Yeah. Um, the systems that we have are going to be looking at uh, speed, altitude, direction of flight, all yeah. of the all of those things. And if these things are that fast. elusive, yeah, 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 and if they're that fast, then, yeah. you know, uh, it uh, even in like a an, an active war zone, it may be. I think the first question would be like. Uh, Especially if it came out of nowhere, it was like, "What? What could this be?" And, and do we caveat this, or yeah. do we, we do we think this is a threat? I mean, you, you would assume at that yeah. point because of the size, the size of the things too. That's a drone because they're about, they're they're not small. They're about the size. Well, our largest drones are the size of planes, right? I mean, they're pretty yeah. good size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You can look at uh, I think online you can see something called the the Global Hawk. That's, yeah, it's uh, a pretty large. <laughs> Pretty large aircraft. The beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they, again, um, it's not uh, even something like that is gonna uh, is is gonna fly in you know traditional airspace and look yeah. like look and act like anything else. Yeah, they're saying that the the, the common thing they're seeing now too are the um are the, are the cubes within the uh, the globes, the cubes within a clear plastic, what appears to be a plastic globe. Really? Which is and those are the ones that are stationary primarily. So people are like, oh, it's just a balloon. But the problem is, is it's stationary yeah. in a hundred twenty knot wind. Right, which is yeah, yeah. not no. I mean, even even the best jet we have, 
is not going to stay perfectly stationary in 120 knot wind. Right. It's going to move up and down slightly. It's going to, it's going to be turbulent. You're going sure. to move forward and back. These things are not moving. They're so they're not rough. affected by, by no. our, by the environment that we nope. have terrestrial. Nope. Yeah. At all. And that's, and that's the weird thing. That's one of the more con- interesting concerns. I mean, I think it's 50 50. That's one of yeah. ours. And it might just be, you know, tech that we have that's so far beyond. I mean, stuff they're not going to tell us about it because they, they, it's not that they want to be super secretive. I mean, like, you know, sure. hey, we know something you don't know. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's more like we don't want the Chinese knowing what we have. Sure. You know. But I would say the 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 aggressiveness of uh, the individual that you were that you were talking about saying that uh, yeah. that we are going to fire on something, even in an active war zone, should be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. I've, uh, I worked f- – in those areas doing a lot of like what we call indications of warning where we're tracking pretty much anything that could be considered a threat uh, in and around, you know, the area that we're at. And I never came across anything like that. And I can tell you that the, uh, the methodology that we have in identifying and then passing that off to operational units that have the ability to go in and, and, uh, and uh, act upon a threat like that is is pretty sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when we're sitting like in the in the Middle East, like, even when we're like there's, uh, even when we're talking about like how what's cueing us, which I definitely cannot talk about. Like what's <laughs> yeah. the information that we have that says, hey, something is active. Yeah. And then we have get that information that says something is active. Okay, now we have something that is uh, that is uh, like a flight. We have a we have a flight of an unknown aircraft. Well, my job is to say, well, looking at where this thing took off, looking yeah. at the at the frequency that we see activity there and looking at its direction, I think it's this, you know, I make an assessment on it as this. That doesn't mean that we don't, that we don't start tracking it. It just lends a little bit of, it gives the operators, you know, on a ship or on land who are tracking this thing, the information to say, okay, this is normal activity. This is within the realm of normal activity. Um, but something coming out of the blue, yeah. you know, uh, I haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not even a. I can't confirm or deny. No, I, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, uh, it, that would have left an impression on me. <laughs> I, would, I would assume so. You and, know, but especially the, knowing your wife, but you shooting, should be like, oh my god. <laughs> but actually shooting, like engaging mm-hmm. a uh, an unknown target with yeah. a with a some tar- some type of surface to air missile, you know, that's part of. It, what we call integrated air defense systems, IAD. Yep, so, yep. like you have the, the long range detection, the medium range, and the target acquisition and fire control to the yeah. stuff that all of that stuff kind of works together, depending on where it is. I I don't know where he's getting it from. It may it, it may uh, something unknown may have been shot in mm. the in the past. I can't lend cr- uh, credit to those statements, but uh, from what I've my, from my experience, I can say the the military is. Um, is much more uh, keen to identify an actual threat before they ever are. I may be, I may be misquoting him too target. because no, no, you, you, you know I, you never know. I don't know what the sourcing is on something like that. And that's one of the yeah. things that like sources and methodologies and stuff like that are the things that uh, that uh, well, take, as, a, <laughs> as a former intelligence professional, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I can't speak to yeah, you know, over over this, but um, I I'm, I can absolutely say that like that's it's not as. There's a lot of misconceptions like from Hollywood and from like a lot of movies and stuff like that, that, you know, like it's one unit, it's got its own radar and it's just, it's standalone and something comes in and it's just going to, it's just going to, uh, it'll shoot it down because you came into my zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, there's a, there's a lot more that goes into it. And these people who are, even the guys who run like the Patriot systems, you know, who are like anti-ballistic missiles. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that, the, the big dogs. They're yeah. very, uh, 
they're receiving, you know, like warning information, threat warning information as it's, you know, from whether it's at the, at the point when it's launched. Yeah. You know, they're tracking it after it's launched and they're, and they're waiting to see what exactly this thing is, you know, and then once it gets within their bubble, their range bubble, like you also yeah. got to have something that can hit it. Yeah. You know, within the, within the range. And that depends on the type of system that you're talking about, like whatever SAM system, cause you have like short, medium and long range, you know, engagement zones for different types of, uh, uh, systems. And it's, um, it's a, they are professionals. We we might yeah. be, you know, like most of us might be straight out of high school, you know, you know, like for that's the bulk of the force, the enlisted guys. But there is a lot of, uh, uh, there's a, uh, there is a lot of training that goes into it. There's a lot of oh, supervision yeah. that goes yeah, into yeah. it, and there's a lot of rules that you have to follow, even in a war zone. Oh yeah, you know when there's when there's threats like, but I can say like the the air threat uh, yeah. in a in Iraq and Afghanistan, where it's almost. I won't say it's it's non-existent in uh, in Afghanistan, but like in Iraq, you think the, the air war was over in the beginning. Oh, it was quick. Saddam's, yeah. Uh, so they put up the, their their MIGs. Actually, they you know we went after their MIGs. Uh, their MIGs were 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 launched at uh, at us during the the whole invasion part. But we took them out fast. We too, though. owned. Yeah. You know, it's a joint. It's a um, the KOC is the combined air operations center. Yeah. Well, their MIGs compared to what they we control, had at the time, even yeah. back then, was oh, no. like they were yeah. garbage, garbage. You know, and, the, and like they weren't like the main. The, I mean, even if you know, it's like the Russians right now, the shit that they're that they say that they have that they are maintaining is fine. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. stuff that they did not maintain is garbage, and uh, that's everything. <laughs> that's no, their yeah. that's their navy. That's their yeah. As we're seeing in uh, uh, in the Ukraine, that's you know, it's their 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 tanks and all that other stuff. Like anything that's not. Uh, maintained. And I tell you, it's like when they when you say your stuff is built by the lowest bidder, it's it's a you know like yeah. it comes with like when you buy well you remember millions those? of dollars worth oh, yeah. of tanks, you know they it also comes with a maintenance uh, package, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, you know they got to You got to keep that. That's part of the uh, part of the money they go. Well, you, well there's so much corruption over there. Like we were talking the other day about how like their weapons are jamming, the shit's breaking down. The shit's just not. Yeah. You know, like they they're they're going to um they're going to fire something. The fire control is just not working because the shit's not maintained. It's insane. Or you know what's happening too is like, you know, like like some of the the, the weapons and the tanks that they had, they were putting into the Ukraine and shit. You know, they go to fire and nothing happens because. The, the wiring is shit, or they didn't use the right gauge wire, they didn't use something, so the shit just snapped or just degraded. Maybe this ammo has been, you know, like that. If let's say, so the their modern tank is the T90. Yeah, you have the T90s, you know, which have like the whole, you know, like it looks like it got all those bricks on the outside. That's called reactive armor. Yeah, they got the overpressure yep. system we were talking about, yep. all that shit. Yeah, so they, the uh, uh, they have the uh, so they look they look menacing and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. who knows. If it's got the same, you know, uh, who knows how long that those rounds have been sitting on the shelf? Yeah. Because Russia, you know, unlike <laughs> the all the experience that we have, yep, uh, yep, which is unfortunate, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they haven't been in any, in any major combat uh, in a long time. Now they export a lot of shit. Oh yeah, you know, and they are they are main suppliers, you know, to a to a lot of people um, in that in that part of the world. But when you're talking like when you see like pictures of uh, gosh man like even in Afghanistan I remember seeing pictures of like T55 tanks which have like the they get that muzzle break that large muzzle break at the very end of the barrel yep yep yep, yep those yep. are those are the Cold War yeah it's old school it's like, like late... 19 like 60s 70s yeah yeah you know, it's old, Cold old school War, that's 80s but yeah it's yeah so old you hit that with a sabot <laughs> yeah 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 done yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they it's uh but then you have like the the one that we see like uh. 
that's really prolific around there. It's the T72. That's a that's a pretty big one. The T80s and T90s are more modern. Uh, so that uh, so a lot of these countries will have like um, programs to uh, not sell you a new one, but to what do you do? What do you say? Like just uh, rearm and reequip or refurbish? Yeah. Know, to try to bring them back up to uh, modern standards, or at least to, to decent standards. The thing is, you hit anything with like a spent uranium, spent uranium round, it's it's yeah. done. It's that done. shit's so hard. Yeah. yeah it, it really is. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like a, a, <laughs> it's like a diamond in an ice storm, you know. You know, because like, we get so U.S. Army Tank Command. They, we have one here. Yeah, they're like in here, right? Yeah, they're here in Detroit, yeah, yeah. just north of Detroit, uh, off Van Dyke there, and that's some serious shit. Yeah, you know, like we, we you know, we we handle and my company handles like vending and things, other things to yeah. like that. You know, for me to get into like like you know one of the the places we get that I service, which is a military contractor, which yeah. I can't say the name of. Um, like I'm one of the few guys that's authorized to go in there, and like you walk in there, and they've got like tank treads stacked up. Yeah. They build like the Bradleys and shit there, and it's it's just awesome. You look at that shit, and you're just like Jesus, Christ. you know. And Russia's fielding shit that like it was it's it's garbage, but you know not all of it, but some of it's garbage. You know, screw you. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm, also, I'm so mean, but uh, I mean, no, it's not being mean. It's like it's but you, it's a uh, you're right. You know, you know to a. Uh, to an extent, like some of the stuff is legit, you it's know, crap. like is legit. Uh, yeah. But some of it's also legit military hardware. Oh yeah, yeah, and they've got some good you know? stuff too. But I it's mean, also like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, look at look at right now. Like so, their drone, their drone, their drone game is so shitty to put it in, a, in plain terms that Iran is sending Russia drones to use in in the Ukraine. That's sad. It's sad because they're like, you Iran know. is so. <sighs> <laughs> I know you said you had some uh, some Saudi listeners. They're not going to like this, but uh, uh, but well, Iran we're, we're... has been very. I think they've been very smart about how they've gone about with uh, with their military. Their navy was built as a deterrent. I, I think that their navy was built as a, as a deterrent. Like it's it is not considered. Uh, I would not consider them a first world blue water navy. Um, they have been getting out and trying to like uh, you know like tool around farther and farther out at uh, out at sea, um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like they didn't have to be the best in the world. They didn't have to match us. They just had to match the region or be better than the region that they're in. Yeah, you know, like and they 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 they're really similar to like uh, a lot of these countries like China that will take a reverse engineer. They're they're very good at taking something. Um, like an example, whether it's a small boat or a, an attack boat or something like that, or or drones, and they're mm. very good at uh, at manufacturing their own version of it. Um, at that level, yeah. you know, like I obviously their their air force. I mean, they still have like F-14s that we sold them in the freaking seventies. Yeah, know, under the yeah. Shah. Yeah, um, you know, before the fall, uh, before the fall of the shot, <laughs> which is know, beautiful they, as yeah. they are, or not, you know, yeah, yeah. which is as cool as they, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know. You know, and uh, they're so they're they're hardware like that because that that that's another story. Like there's a there's there's other sanctions and stuff that are involved with like keeping them from like refurbishing our our stuff. Because, yeah. You know, ever since the you know uh, one of our former presidents labeled them as an axis of evil, <laughs> you know, which was not, uh, you know, despite whether we were trying to bring them into the fold or not, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, that happened and and kind of uh, pissed a lot of people. But they're. But for what it is, and for the and for the defense of their area, you're talking like the Persian Gulf and the Northern Arabian Sea. It's uh, it's effective enough 
to where it's a deterrent. It's a, it's effective enough to where, you know, we have, you know, uh, aircraft carriers, you know, deploying there on a regular basis. You know, we have like a major, you know, NAF sends a major, you know, major command in that area. It's uh, They're like the big fish in their pond sort so, of thing. And, but you know? when you really look at it in comparison, yeah. like they're good at what they do to a point, you know, because they don't have to be, you know, they, they, they don't have the, the capital one to put it all into, yep. you know, but the, uh, they don't have to be better than us. They just have to be better than their primary threats or be able to defend the areas that they have. And drones, yeah. in my opinion, the drones is a, is a brilliant way to do that. It's unmanned. It's cheap. Yep. They can patrol their own areas. They yep. can, and they can be as, as resilient as they want. They can arm them if they want. They can do whatever, you know, they can, they can be really good at this. And, they, and it's like, wow, hey, you're ahead of the game. And drones can do shit that because there's no yeah. active pilot in it. Right. They can take really abrupt, abrupt maneuvers, whatever. They can ram it into something, you know, whatever. And they're not worried. They're not losing that pilot is actually sitting somewhere yeah. in a bunker. And he's just going to activate another drone and go out again. You know, whereas, you know, if it was a live pilot, you're losing all that experience. You're losing, you know. You're losing that aircraft. Yes, precisely. And then it's not like they have, like, you know, uh, like a huge stockpile of operational tactical type aircraft. Right. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's. It is um, so. A- anyway, I'm I'm digressing. I think that 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 part is smart. And so, if Russia, who has a relationship with with these guys, is uh, is behind the curve, yeah, why not go to somebody who has like re- operational, you know, using you know, like drones and the technology oh, they've yeah. created the you know they've created on their own. Well, it's by interesting. That, some examples. It's interesting yeah. that they got it from. Iran instead of China, which is you know shows it was just, which actually says a lot. Again, so like yeah, you know, the Chinese are like you know we're, we'll we'll screw with the U.S. a lot, but there's a there's a limit. Yeah, I to think, what we're gonna do. You so know? you're you're so we're also talking about the major world powers that have to worry about their mm. own stuff too. Like how much yeah support uh, is China going to provide them without having a, a backlash? Now, yeah, I'm. Uh, I was. I spent most of my career at the tactical world. That at that point, you're talking about the eighty thousand foot view on things. You yeah, know, and, yeah. Uh, that was definitely well above my pay grade. But I would think that China would have to be cautious about what overt support to Russia they're giving, because that could be seen as direct support to the Ukraine crisis that's going on there. Yeah. Which, you know, their their opinions. You know, they may be. Uh, they're losing money doing that. Yeah. Right now, too. Like China. Like I mean. They're they're supplying Russia with with, with extra stuff, whatever. But they, but everything they 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 give Russia is taken away from their home soil. And right now, the sanctions we've been putting on all different these different yeah. countries and shit, and people are not happy with the Chinese government. So you know, like like TikTok, TikTok. So the um a little side note about TikTok. So I've un- uninstalled it from my phone. My wife did it for years. We don't use it anymore. TikTok is, Mulder, is I never had it. <laughs> well, it's why yeah, yeah. Well, it's widely it's widely recognized in most circles as being Chinese government spyware. Because the company that owns it is owned by the Chinese government and right. when you install it on your phone, it gets access to obviously like the pictures and video and shit, which you need to do to upload videos or sure. whatever. But it also has access to every file on your phone, the name of every file folder on your phone. Um and also if you access TikTok from another device, mm-hmm. you're giving it permission to access all the files on that device so while it it's, it's uncertain whether it's accessing the, the stuff in those folders for instance it knows the name of every folder that you have on your device right which is not cool you know the, the, it's just no reason for it to need that information right um it's basically a gigantic data mining tool <laughs> the thing is with, with something like tiktok is it's fun 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it's. <laughs> I used it forever. I was like, I was like, hey, look at that dog. That dog is farted. That shit's funny. You know, <laughs> but like, you know, going back to the whole like, you know, uh, UFO, UFP, whatever, you know, sure thing. Like, so these governments, like our our government, we don't have a retrieval retrieval program for in the field. Like, if there's an active zone we're in, whether it's Afghanistan or wherever right. you, you know, wherever wherever we are active, there's no active retrieval program according to these guys as far as like we shot something down let's go get it and see what the hell it was okay it's if it gets shot down it's whatever we're in the middle yeah. of something else we're ignoring that right now there's no special it could also be shot down in an area that we don't have access exactly. to exactly not, not a safe place and if it's not ours yeah then uh then who cares? there's got to be a yeah they, yeah. they got to risk the the benefits now yeah. if it's ours well especially if it's man then you have the the best rescue team in the entire world the <laughs> yeah air yeah. force pararescue is oh, yeah. going to go with their with their uh, the combat controllers, you know, and other uh, uh, other joint forces, yeah, like they can go go get it anywhere, yep, and they can go uh, get our guys, you know, like uh, it's uh those guys. Some of our like, I'm a firm believer uh, that our special forces, uh, the they are the top. You know, uh, special operations. You know, in the entire world. And I know you've got like uh, the, the Germans have like GSG nine. You know, and that's like their uh, their big guys. And I know the 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 French and the Russians. You know, the, with the Spetsnaz and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You know, and the um, uh, it's just our guys. You know, and I've worked with I, I've worked with some SEALs. I've primarily worked with EOD. You know, Navy EOD, which yeah. are. Uh, which are very, very much unsung heroes in the in the uh, naval special operations uh, community. Um, it's just uh, it's one of those things where it's like you know what we got that right we got that right we give them and, and it wasn't always that way where like funding wasn't always there but these guys uh, they're freaking impressive yeah they they are freaking impressive and that's one of the one of the greatest honors in my career was uh, was working with some of these these knuckle draggers that are that are out there. You know, like, it is like, I know like you got you know that you know we're, I was a uh, being a, an intel guy even if I was an intel guy who was specifically trained to be working with them I'm a, I'm a support guy yeah you know, but I never held that against anybody yeah uh, and let me know if I get off track no it's great the, no, the, no, the, <laughs> yeah, well, so, uh, I mean a lot of our listeners they, they're not familiar with like, yeah. the terms that shit so I'm sure they find yeah I'm it sorry really pa- fascinating PJs you know. are pararescue it's a, yeah the Air Force has a has a uh, like Three uh, groups that they consider, uh, uh, well, two are absolutely Paris, but they also have combat weathermen. And, uh, they're also considered uh, special operations. I combat weathermen, like they, they're like, it's, it's fucking yeah. raining, yeah! Uh, guys who are going to go, <laughs> you know. like, uh, if you're getting ready to, uh, you're getting ready to do, like, a, a major, you know, airborne operation into a uh, to a zone that's, that's not covered by anything, you know, let's say it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. You got to know windage. You got to know, uh, you know, you got to know freaking temperature. uh, You know, uh, you got to know freaking uh, humidity. All that stuff that they need to to get stuff where they where they want it. They can. They have these guys who can go. uh, They drop them in there. These guys can go get in there in various means. No shit. And they can uh, and they can relay that information. Now they're not. Uh, they're not alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You're not dropping yeah. some some weather guy from right. Boston in there, right? <laughs> you know. Those, but PJs are pararescued. They're all. Uh, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're they're all like uh, paramedic trained. You know, like trauma specialists. Like they are designed to go in. They're designed. Yeah. They're specifically <laughs> trained, and they're well, experts in going in and getting a pilot. Yeah. Who was just involved in an act in, in a crash. 
you know, and doing recovery, whether it's, you know, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the pilot is alive or dead because mm-hmm. we're going to get our guy, mm-hmm. you know, this is not, uh, like the jungles of like Borneo or, well, you don't or, also or, or see Laos. that on TV that some, some poor guy yeah. getting dragged through the streets after he died, you know, yep. yeah, that, yeah, ha- that happened in Somalia. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. that was, so there were, uh, there were air force PJs on that, uh, operation to go recover those dudes. Um, so, but it's one of those things where you don't see that in the movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There well, was, there yeah. was, there was, it was a joint special operations that was there. There was freaking Rangers, Delta seals and freaking, uh, and, uh, you know, doing different things. And there was some PJs, uh, doing their thing as well. So there's been lots of books that covered that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't feel uh, bad in saying it, but they, they got to get their credit. They're, uh, they're awesome. And they, uh, yeah, they just, they just really are awesome. What I found interesting, interesting about, um, you know, the different things that have come out lately. I mean, you know, the you have the whole Bob Lazar thing. Bob Lazar is the guy, the guy that, uh, for those who aren't familiar with him, he claimed he worked at area 51, the U.S. government said, no, you didn't. You know, he's full of <laughs> shit, you know, right. whatever. And then, uh, you know, they're like, he, Bob, no, no, well, I, I, I did. This is what happened. I'm, I'm coming out because, you know, you know, Jeremy Corbert, um, actually has a whole really interesting, uh, uh, movie out right now, actually on Bob, Bob, and I would suggest, you know, you actually go watch it. Is this the fifties? Like when they, no, when they this Bob, this is, no, we're talking okay. about like, this is the eighties and, okay. you know, nineties ship. Yeah. So Bob, Bob's the one that talked about, um, how they come, they, you know, They've got UFOs. Some of them were actually recovered from archaeological archaeological sites. Some of them were, were recovered You've from. Told me that and it's fascinating. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. Um, he says, you know, so they, but it was all compartmentalized, mm-hmm. and scientists don't work well like that. Right. So there's no sharing of information between departments. So they hired Bob M, um, and they had him work on you know the engines and shit like that. And they and he's like, I'm not I'm not the most qualified guy for the job, but Bob is the guy that put a fucking jet engine in his car. <laughs> And he got in the newspaper for it, you know, right. and his Honda, you know. And uh, and that was one of the things that – so basically the government went in and said, you know, when they were approached by the newspapers about it, they were like, no, he never worked at uh, Los Alamos. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a Los Alamos newspaper talking about Bob Lazar and his rocket car who works at blah, 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 blah at Los Alamos. <laughs> it has his address. You know, but so this guy was able to go so – his news reporter was able to go and get – okay, you know, he's pulled the records – Oh, look, here's the phone book. Here's Bob Lazar. What's his address? Oh, it's at this location. You know, it says he works for this government agency. And then <laughs> they went in and they erased his high school records what and his college records. Yeah. And oh, because they were getting back. It right? was like he's like, well, yeah. this is what happened basically is Bob was like, so Bob's wife um, was having an affair. Okay. And Bob didn't know about it. The U.S. government, because they had his phones tapped, was aware of it, and they made Bob a, Bob a liability okay. because they weren't certain what his mindset would be if he, when he found out, if and when he found out. So, hmm. um, basically, they took him off the project. You know, he was working. You know, according to Bob, he was in the spacecraft. It was very cramped. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very odd. They worked with a gravity drive. It used uh, element one fifteen, element one fifteen, which. And he talked about it in the eighties. Element one fifteen. You know, you know, we have no idea. We can't create it. it doesn't. It, it's not even on our periodic table. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely powerful uh, uh, element. You know, blah 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 blah. And uh, the the what they had, what they and they he saw them fly. He's like, well, you know, what these things flew. What they used was a gravity drive, where the, the device actually warped gravity around it, which is why it was able to move so quickly. 
because air, air, you know, speed, all that shit, it didn't even matter. Things just, it just moved. It wanted to go one direction. It would go in that direction and nothing, no, nothing would stop it. So, um, what happened with them is Bob got freaked out, basically, that they were going to take him out. So Bob had a couple of his friends come and watch the UFOs. He, they, really? you know, for, for a couple time, a couple weekends in a row, Bob, if we sit right here, this is back in the day when you could get closer to Area 51 than you yeah. can now. Now they've bought all that fire, they land, and they pushed everybody further back. Okay. But you could sit there and watch these things fly around. And um, Bob basically got caught doing that. But <laughs> uh, they were like, you know, this guy, basically his one of his coworkers or his boss or whatever at right. the place was like, you know, do you have any idea what they're going to do to you now? You know, you know, and he was like, shit. So he went to one of the local news reporters and spilled his guts, mm-hmm. knowing that if he did that, they were less likely to take him out. If something happened after I did this, then, uh-huh. then at least they're going to correlate that to what I was exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. because he came forward with all the information, they couldn't actually kill him, which I'm sure <laughs> they were going to do. You know, because even if it was just top secret government, you know, spy plane shit, you know, whatever, whatever Bob thought he was working on, it doesn't matter. Like, they're not going to go kill him now because he's in the public eye. Hmm. Because he came out and said all that shit, they were like, we're not. So, but Bob's thing was that, um, you know, one of the, he's like, you know, he's like, you went to this hangar, you saw a couple of these different things lined up like in, in racks almost. One of them had a hole through it like it had been shot. One of them, one of them was, was looked really decrepit, and they said, "Yeah, that was dug up and uh, isn't from an archaeological dig, you know." And uh, the rest of them were like in somewhat. And one of them was in pretty good condition, and uh, so years later, you know, this comes out. There's a scientist in Germany or whatever says, "You know, we've made element 115. We're calling it 115, and it's so powerful that if it we, you know, it existed for a fraction of a second in a lab, mm-hmm. but." If we can get it to, you know, actually, if we can figure out a way to create it and keep it stable, right? It's a complete. It'll it'll it could power the entire planet. That would be insane because it's such a powerful. The reaction of that particular element is so strong that if it was contained, it would just power everything, um, which would explain, you know, the gravity drive and all that. So. Bob's telling him he's talking about all this shit. Well, these pilots that are that that are out there, they're seeing these things. Seemingly blink from they're coming in from eighty thousand feet. They're dropping in, mm-hmm. and they're all of a sudden they're blink. They're someplace else. Blink. They're someplace else. And um, what it looks like on you know like the Tic Tac video that whatever um, that if they were using that gravity drive, that would explain why they're moving so quick because they're literally warping space around themselves, and they're like tilting. It's it's really kind of interesting and they're stuff. Creating their own. Environment within a within the I yep. guess the surroundings. So time of that. And, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So Einsteinian shit doesn't even matter. Right, right. They're done. And uh, so it's kind of interesting. So, the, but the one that had a, a hole in it has drawn has drawn a lot of attention. They're like, well, what shot it down? Mm-hmm. Who shot it down? Um, and <laughs> so with these pilots, they're like, you know, we're we're not going to shoot at these things. We have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. But that you know. Recently, in the past, like ten years or so, it's become more and more common that they're being spoken about, and it's, it's really, information being released. But the interesting thing about that Senate thing that they had to do, to, you know, so they went in front of the U.S. Senate, yeah, or the special, well, not not the Senate, but in the first special panel, whatever, it's all televised, right? And they're like, you know, they're asking questions, and they're like, well, I'll talk about it, but not on camera. I'll talk about it behind closed doors or whatever they said. So, my guess, honestly, it's a fifty-fifty that it's, if it's alien, mm-hmm. it's cool. You know, if it's not, it's just some really fucking awesome tech. Yeah. It's it's really cool tech. I mean, if you're able to, like, 
if you've got something that can go hypersonic without treating a sonic boom, and it's ours, it's badass. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, like, good on them. But like this, it's like the SR-71. They didn't talk about that shit for years. No. Years. Yeah, like, we were talking about that. Like, she was, uh, uh, I was never, again, directly involved with that. Everything I know was, uh, was read about it, because this plane, you know, stopped, uh, I think even, like, the last NASA one. Because they were, they, they were all, like, they ended up being like NASA at the end uh, of their lifespan when they became obsolete because, you know, missile technology, mm-hmm. you know, evolved enough to where, you know, like it doesn't matter how far, you know, uh, or how high or how yep. fast you're going. This thing's, you know, I can shoot a missile that's that's going Mach 5 and you're only going Mach 3, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it can go into, you know, if you have anti-satellite stuff that can shoot stuff into the freaking upper atmosphere, and it's just a, uh, but that was developed. I mean, look at the... Cars, oh yeah, that we were making here in Detroit in the in the 1960s. But then look at the design, yeah, of when it became when it went from like being was it like the the YF12 was the first one, and then it became yep. the SR71. Well, look at the Blackbirds. Look, that's what I'm saying. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the Blackbird. It's the look at the design of this thing. You know, like how it still looks modern. Oh yeah, well, maybe even with the SR71 yeah. back then, people were like, ooh, the flying wing is so awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. Flying wing ain't shit compared to we got, kid, you know. And that's and that could be what it is, too. It could just be some sort of extremely potent drone that we have, that we're moving around, or that, God forbids, you know, one of our, one of our enemies has, uh, that's moving around that we're just not aware of. But the problem is, is like, the fact that I think what really ticked off a lot of people in the U.S. government that aren't on the know on mm-hmm. exactly what they are is that there's all these special projects out there getting funded that had no oversight whatsoever. Taxpayer dollars were going to projects that the House of Representatives, the Congress, the Senate, no one had any idea of where, where the money was going or that it was even getting funded. And that's what pissed them off. See, that's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. Being a conventional, you know, military officer, yeah. not being involved in, like, I can only consider that, like, skunk, let's say it's skunk works, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's, uh, is like, everything we do requires, like, all this, like, you have to justify all your paperwork, yeah, you know. exactly. So it's not, it's, uh. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, like you know, like, oh, yeah, uh, this hammer costs $50. No, it's regular stuff, but it's like uh, just to get, like, office chairs, you know. Yeah. Like, I got to wait till we're at a certain, you know, like to the beginning of the fiscal year, and I got to get my, my request in at yeah, a certain I mean, the, time. That's like, what's budgeted, yeah. Everything, you yeah. know, and, like, and commanders of, like, basins, so they only get so much, you know, of that budget, you know, and the fact that there's, like, all this black money. And it's a ton of money, you know, too. That, it's that's a, what you're I mean, talking about. Well, I say the fact, but, like, the, the report that is all this black money for all yeah. this stuff going on. And it was a lot. You know, what yeah. was coming out, like, like you know, the hubbub, basically, is the amount of, like, I mean, we spend trillions on our, I mean, our, our budget for the military is humongous. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah. We're the reason. I mean, this is great experiment we had with this, with democracy. Right. Is really unique in the world. And we've we've managed not to fuck it up so far. We've been pretty good with it. And one of the reasons that it's it's so stable is that those other countries out there that you know, I mean, real evil fucking exists. Mm-hmm. There's some really evil motherfuckers out there. Yeah. The whole reason that we still exist and we're able to go to work and go to the grocery store and our kids can go to school and we're not worrying about shit is because we dump so much money into our military mm-hmm. to protect us. And, you know, because these other countries see that as a threat. They're like, you know, well, 
we have one dictator in control. He is supreme power over the South Korea. You know, there's a lot of South Koreas out there that people aren't really aware that just how much power these guys have. I mean, North Korea. North Korea. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. That's our- oh, so sorry, <laughs> South Korea. No, there's, 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 like, there's like three listeners and they're like, fuck are you? <laughs> Fucking American, you know. But um, that's what happens when, when Buffalo Trace enters the uh, equation. Um, but yeah, fucking like. Yeah, Kim Jong Un is uh, is a special person. <laughs> so a, now I'm going to be assassinated such, just for saying that. He's such a plump asshole. He's like he's, they're like launching like ICBMs. Like that's their biggest thing. Like look what we can do. You know, we're launching ICBMs, and meanwhile our military brass is like <laughs> it's cute. So he is a um, special. That is one thing. So like I'll yeah. say that like, but uh, my job for my entire adult life was uh, not really. I had to know our own capabilities so I could apply them, but it was like trying to figure out what exactly uh, our adversary, whoever that was. Uh, oh, pardon me while I open a cigar. Sorry. Please. Yeah, I, I should do that. I'm about out of this one. Doggies. Uh, my job was to look at um, any adversary in any conflict that we're looking that uh, we're doing and, and try to figure out how things work. Um. What were their motives? What were their? What was their intent? What's their capability? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I would build something that's called. A, it's changed its its term a few times. It used to be IPOE, Intelligence Preparation of the Environment. Then it became IPB, Intelligence Preparation of the Battlefield. You cut it. You get cut it for it. And uh, I don't know what they call it now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's probably changed terms. And it's looking at. It's a macro to micro look at. Uh, the, at the military, um, and when it's not a non-military entity that's causing trouble, like let's say, uh, well, not not non-military, but like it's it's got a it's dual because you have a political leader who is also a military leader. So let's say Gaddafi would be yeah. a good example of that. Uh, Saddam well, Hussein was oh. a, yeah, Saddam Hussein was is an example of that. Uh, Which technically, the president of the United States is a military. He has control over the military. But, I mean, no president, I think. Since like I mean we're talking like like oh, well, since Roosevelt has had any real direct control over what our military really does, you know? No, so uh, I have to disagree. So oh, the, really? I I do. So the commander in chief is the commander in chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he does control that, but uh, he has uh, he's a politician and he has mm-hmm. career uh, career military advisors, you yeah. know, in the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You know that uh, uh, that are his eyes and ears uh, when it comes to that, and they they make recommendations. And they, that doesn't mean that the that politicians always follow recommendations because they always have their own agenda. But the military itself, um, it's it's uh, um, not saying the president of the United States is not the leader of the military. Is he? Is. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but the the military itself has its uh, uh, has a leadership system. Um, that I think has done a uh, a decent job, not a perfect job, of uh, providing the right information uh, most of the time to those yeah. those who actually make the decisions. So, I mean, people say yeah. what they want about Bush Senior, for instance, but he served. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the thing is, like, yeah, I realize you know you don't have to serve in the military to be an effective commander in chief, but it helps. You know, I you- think you do have to. Listen to mm-hmm. and he- heed the advice of uh, of the people that you have assigned as uh, or that have those positions within the military uh, that have worked their way up that are career. Uh, and if you do not listen to them, uh, you just kind of take their advice and push it aside. And say I know better. 
That's I not, don't think yeah. you do. No, uh, yeah. no, no. I, I don't think you do. So now the the, I, the bottom line is um, we, when a decision is made, when our government makes a decision to go to war or to engage in some sort of conflict, you know, uh, then that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's really, but it, you know, like, yeah, like that's that's what we have to do. You know, yeah. we have to do the best we can. Yep. You know, within the constraints of whatever the environment is. Like, that's the thing with a civilian-run government like ours. Yeah. That's how it works. So you know, with some some of these other places, you know, like the the military of some of these other, you know, these these countries out there, like if their leader says, if Kim Jong Un says. You're gonna do this. There's no, oh, no. there's no, there's yeah. no debate. Uh-huh. There's no like, you know, is that a good idea? You know, should we use this tactic instead? Yeah. Should we, should we offer this? They're not gonna offer other advice to right. him. To other, they're gonna say, you know, if we offer advice, we're gonna get shot by anti-aircraft guns like this. It's fucking, yeah. like his freaking uncle did, you know, which yeah. is bullshit. Um, but freaking like, uh, so when it comes down to like, like the UFO shit, like, it's funny because how much do you share with someone like this? Someone who with, with someone who's a career politician? How much do you share? Like even Trump, who you would <laughs> so, you would not share that with a, with somebody like Trump who would just say whatever. Even he was like, you know, I, there's things I, I know things I can't say, but he would have made a book. He would have sold a book because <laughs> that guy's a fucking entertainer. You know, first he yeah. would have been like, I can make a lot of money off this shit. You know. But the fact that they, they don't they don't share a lot of the shit with the politicians is interesting, doesn't so, it? I think that they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. Like the example was that you gave, hey, I can't talk about that in public, mm-hmm. but I can talk about that be- uh, behind closed doors. Now, that conversation, I don't know what the conversation was. Yeah. It happened to, you know, uh, think, to them, but not in an open forum. So. Oh, yeah. I think every a, president has that and talk. If, and you if, know. The, if the president decides, hey, this is not um, – we're going to declassify this. We're going to make this open or public information. Uh, then there's a process. He can go through that process of, of, of doing that. But there's uh, it's classified for a reason. I tell you that that those military officials, those those generals who are having who are called upon, you know, at these Senate Armed Service Committees or these yeah. cities, these uh, these committees on intelligence, they don't make that decision. So they will go behind closed doors. They'll be like, hey, as I'm going to. I will tell you this. Yeah. You know, behind you know behind closed doors, that information is still being relayed to them to our elected officials at that at that level at that time, just not on uh, PBS or you know yeah, or yeah. C-SPAN. And I think a lot of it, honestly, so, is is it necessarily that they don't want to talk about UFPs, UFOs? Mm-hmm. I say UFOs because I'm old. That's it's, it's the term I'm I used say the to. same thing. When you yeah. started saying UFPs, I didn't know. What uh, yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do not necessarily the. You know the fact that they exist or whatever. It's more like how we're able to, to detect them is secret. It's and it needs mm-hmm. to be secret. There are, you know, there's um, <clears throat> some of the videos that, that they've released have parts cut out because in that cockpit you've got a specific type of radar system. You are not going to show that radar. You system. don't want the Chinese yeah. knowing no, 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 no. what we yeah. can see. They're not going to show that. You don't want the Russians yeah. knowing exactly how fine our radar is or mm-hmm. how we can, how far we can see out. Right. Because that's, you know, basically that's part of our trade secret as far you know, as the military. Yeah. It's a tactical advantage for them, for them not to know. Yeah. It's, for us. It's a technical advantage for us for, to keep them in the dark. Because you got to think, once anything is published. Yeah. In a public, like, again, mm-hmm. uh, C-SPAN or whatever, you know, whatever they, whatever's advertising, something like that. You cannot put that genie back in the box. No, because you know, so, the bottle. <laughs> yeah. So if one of these generals is like, "Yeah, yeah. we saw it move from eighty thousand feet 
to 30,000 feet, and then we saw it go underwater. We saw it, you know, move a mile down underwater. Well, they're, they're, you know, the Chinese are going to go, well, so you have a radar system that can read all three of those levels at once, whereas we can only read one level at a time with specific aircraft. So that's interesting. You've got that tech. Okay, we got to work on that now. Mm-hmm. You know, or we're just going to, you know, we'll send some spies in and figure out. Because that's the thing, like, so specific radar systems work at specific heights. You know, there's a radar system for, you know, like the combat area, whatever. There's mm-hmm. specific radar systems for sub-or- suborbital, you know, shit like that. And that, like, the jets don't have that. No. You know, some of the jets, they just don't. They can't have all of So yeah. that's how you have, like... Even in like even AWACS kind of like zone, don't have that. right. Yeah, you have, you have different types of yeah. aircraft that are all designed to feed information mm-hmm. to the tactical level, and uh, because that's what they're designed to do. Yeah, but they're also the size of commercial aircraft. You know, so they're huge. <laughs> yeah, they're so, absolutely huge. So, so my brother-in-law is the Air Force, and mm-hmm. we've talked before about my sister uh, uh, flying those um, the C one thirties. You know, from like, like, because they, they'll fly for free, you know, whether yeah, yeah. well, it's on the public dime, whatever. So if, the, if, if my sister and the kids want to go visit or whatever, you know, they can, if there's a flight going from here to there, they can jump on it if there's room. Yeah. Like C 17s and C 5s are big. Yeah. yeah. So, and if they have room, so it is, there's a, there's, uh, it's not like a commercial aircraft that's dependent on you purchasing a ticket for it to be, you know, valuable enough for it to go there. Oh, they, no, they if sleep. If it's going there yeah. already because yeah. it's on like a loop or something, you know, then they'll they'll jump on it. And there. she you know, she told me yeah, flat yeah. out. She's like, yeah, I slept in a hammock. You it's, know? Yeah, it's great. You know, the kids are riding their bikes on the aircraft at at flight level. You yeah. know, they're, they're over the Atlantic. The kids are riding their bicycles around inside this plane. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I you tell know. you, like being in a hammock on a plane is yeah. uh, like like a uh, like there's not a, an onboard movie, but if you have got your laptop, you can bring it out and watch. But it's uh it's a much better gig than sitting in uh, in coach oh, yeah. flying overseas. <laughs> so one thing about being in Detroit is we have uh, Selfridge National Air Force bases due north of us, and uh, we actually see a lot of A10s around here. A lot, yes. a lot Those of A10s, awesome. and I know you've seen quite a few of yeah. them. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. You know, when my wife and I first got married, um, we had an apartment complex. We were, lived in an apartment complex not a quarter of a mile from the, the Air Force Base. So you saw all sorts of cool shit. Oh, yeah. my God. It was beautiful. Um, but you see these um, gigantic freaking planes. And because the wind up high was, flo- was, was, was you know, mm-hmm. was kicking so hard, they looked like they were holding still. And they're just, they're just trying their hardest – to go forward, and you know, and they're just they're not making any headway at all. So it was dope. I mean, that was the first time, even as an adult, I was realizing like, oh man, like that guy, that guy really is. He's got his pedal to the metal, and he's not moving at all. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's cool to there, see. A lot of these, uh, um, when you see them up close, you realize how small they really are. Mm. You know, like I was in, uh, I was in Iraq, and I saw like the for the first time, I actually saw it up close, like the Apache, the A64 mm-hmm. Apache. And it was so, like, I in my head, yeah. it's this huge, yep. you know, like, attack helicopter, but it was so much smaller than I oh, thought. Yeah. But shit, man, I tell you, I wouldn't want one of those things freaking hovering over me, but the A-10. <laughs> the Apache, they're so overkill. Yeah. I love, they have it's, so many missiles and so many awesome. guns. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember the first time I even saw on TV, I saw a Hellfire thing go on. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. you know, you're like, well, I'm at half-mast, and I'm watching the national news. This is wrong. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but the A-10 is one of those things where it's, uh, you know, it's one of the oldest, mm-hmm. you know, like active duty type. Those are the uh, 80s aircraft. that came yeah. out, right? Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they modernize them. Oh, these they fired spent uranium shells. Yeah. <laughs> they were like a thousand rounds in like 10 seconds. And yeah, it's, it's freaking insane. It's like, beautiful. I've heard they actually have to uh, 
a friend of mine uh, worked with the A10s, and he brought me one of the. 30 millimeter rounds. No shit. Those not the, you know, the, the spent casing. Yeah, those things. are huge. Yeah. He's not bringing you a live one. Said, no, no. And it's, uh, you had like, the spent uranium. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> when those things, uh, when they shoot that gun, they have to be like, they have to throttle up or something. Really? Like, it's, it's pushing them back so far. But they, they do short bursts, but it's, yeah. God, man. Well, it's basically, it's a gun with wings. I mean, the whole yeah. plane is built around that gun, which is a brilliant design. It was. Yeah, it was. You the, know. To my knowledge, it was the first aircraft built around a weapon system, mm. not the other way around. Not a weapon system that was adapted yeah. to an existing aircraft. Because that's, that's what those um, those howitzers and shit that they slapped on the C-130s are, right? The AC-130s. AC-130s. Spooky. Yeah, those, those, I mean, those were yep. basically, those guns were adapted to fit that yeah. versus, you know, those things are interesting. That started in the 60s, too. They used to be like, you know, the old uh, DC-9, DC-10s, you know, the, yeah. the older looking propeller, like twin propellers. They, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think it was... Uh, during Vietnam, they started putting mini guns and all that stuff in the side, or even <laughs> yep. maybe even the house. I don't can't remember what they uh, what they had in them, and that was the beginning. And now that thing, uh, it is the, it's probably for a gra- for somebody on the ground. I, I can't imagine like any more of a warm blanket than having <laughs> oh, that yeah. thing. You know, having that thing flying over while that's you're holding position above you guys. Yeah, it's flying. It can freaking it can loiter. Those howitzers are no joke. It's, it's, it's crazy. They create. I mean, the, the 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 explosion from one of those shells is yeah. humongous. Even if you're not near the explosion, the bird you that burst damage. Yeah. I mean, your body. People don't get it. Like, there's a reason it's, people drop dead pressure. that have yeah. no that have no physical damage because their their systems like the explosion going off near you, your body just turns yeah. off. It's a it, that's overpressure. Yeah, you were yeah. talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. That's no. That's that's also with uh, uh, IEDs and other types of explosives. Yeah. If it's not uh, shrapnel the, uh, that gets you if you're close enough and the higher the explosive the more the energy dissipates over distance so like uh, something that's a very high explosive will lose its energy faster uh, than like something that's more of a lower grade like the difference would be like TNT yeah. is slower in its uh, than C4 C4 yeah. is, is much quicker yeah um, so TNT is used to move earth because it heaves yeah you know, but like C4 is used for like the really quick freaking, uh, you know, like really intense, you know, uh, types of. Uh, we were talking about C4 before, crazy. how yeah. you can like, you literally shoot C4 and it won't go yeah, off. Stable. You can, it's very stable. It's ridiculous. You but it, as soon as you put the, you put that, you can burn it too. Yeah. 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 But as soon as you put that, that blast cap, in there, it's like, you put a blast cap, but yeah, boom. you can, uh, you can, now you can initiate and it's very, it's, it's very, uh, it's interesting. Violent. It's interesting stuff, yeah. you know. So I mean, and this is the other, one of the other things they were talking about with the, you know, the UFPs and all that shit is like, you know, is is this modern tech being developed as you know from experimentation, and stuff, yeah. or is it just being reverse engineered from weird chemicals and weird shit that we found in these these things over the years, or whatever? But I mean, people discount just how intelligent humans are and how yeah. inventive we are. We're really good at blowing shit up and killing each other. <laughs> you but know, it's the, so um, you're right. Like the people who specialize, like as a whole. If you're looking at it, like we were talking about this before. If you, as a whole, if you're another life form, or yeah. let's say you know, or you're another intelligent uh, form of life looking at us, we're and you look at like our actual history, we're barely out of the Stone Age. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, in we're the past- still again, like the reason we have like what is a point in time in our history where we were not involved in conflict with yep. one another? Yeah, we're the richest country in well, the plus- world, and we still have. The worst crimes to to each other. <laughs> oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. Have like, you know, like uh, uh, kids being starved. Being oh yeah. Raped, you know, like it's it, we. There, all of this stuff happens, but not. 
in certain societies, in certain groups, you know, it's a, you know, you have like some of those brilliant things happening as well, Mm. you know? So it's, it's really interesting how we can be both things at the same time, you know? As they look at how far we've advanced in just in the past 50 years as far as technology. So you take a, you take a society that's a thousand years ahead of us. Mm -hmm. It's going to seem like amazing. Oh my God. What are you talking like a million? Initially, even like 10 oh, yeah. years now with technology. Yeah, imagine, yeah. But imagine a society that's sure. a million years ahead. Yeah. So, you know, one of the running theories with these, uh, you know, the, the gray, the typical gray alien, whatever, the fact that they have like no sex organs, that they, they're very, they're skinny with big brains. It's the way humans are slowly working towards where our brains are getting bigger, our bodies are getting weaker. Right. Because we're using more tech. And one of the general uh, ideas that have come out, which actually Joe Rogan actually proposed, you know, not too long ago, was that these things that we're seeing are not really alive. They're just drones. Mm-hmm. They're like either AI, right? There's some sort sort of weird AI that's it's, it has a physical body to operate the machinery or whatever, you know, or they're beings that have just they're so they've developed so so much mm-hmm. that they're not like they're not governed by like you know like these yearnings. Like if you eliminate you know, sexuality, if you eliminate the, the need for consuming things, you eliminate the need, you know, the aggressive tendencies that mm-hmm. people have. Or you just know, the emotional The emotional, yeah, you get rid yeah. of emotions altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, we would everything would be a lot more peaceful. Well, yeah. You know, we'd be a lot more advanced <laughs> because we're not going to sure. kill our neighbor over bologna sandwich because the power went out for a week. You know, like. <laughs> if we put half as much money and even half as much money in uh, technology, energy, social, you know, and social um Advancement as we did in our our militaries, you know, then what the but we've got to we be. But the thing is too is like you know like I was talking about earlier with the military, we have to dump that money in there because there are people out there, your countries out there that would love to destroy the United States. Sure, they would love to see us just absolutely obliterated because we have it's you know we have done something that no other country in the world ever has successfully done as long as we have, which is have a society that's truly run by the people. And yeah, it's a little muddled now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of special interests. There's a lot of lobbyists and shit like that, but they can only get away with so much because if they get caught fucking up, society as a whole judges the shit out of them and they lose their jobs. You know, if, you know, look at the presidents. I mean, it almost happened with Clinton getting a little fanky-panky. You know, it happened with, with Trump multiple times because Trump was, you know, a corrupt idiot. You know, and he got caught doing stupid shit. You know, with, with any president, you know, no matter how powerful you are, which I don't think the president truly is the most powerful man in the country. I think no matter how powerful you are, you know, if you fuck up enough, you're going to get caught unless you're like Pelosi and you're playing the stock market like her and her husband do. Um, <laughs> You know, you can't have a government job, but be worth a hundred million dollars. You know, you know, which is just ridiculous. Um, but it's interesting. So, like, insofar as like the aliens go, I think, I th- per- my personal belief is like, you know, yeah, they probably are out there, and whether they're visiting us by choice, mm-hmm. you know, they might just be coming down here, you know, to refuel on water. You maybe, you know, yeah. or they might just be coming to see. How their project project is coming along, mm-hmm. you know. They may have like you know. All of a sudden, humanity made this big evolutionary jump. You know, we were like stagnant for years. We we're slowly growing, slowly growing for over you know hundreds of thousands of years. And all of a sudden, boom! Our brains got really fucking big. We started using tools, so it might just be these other things coming back. They're probably not even alive. They're probably just some kind of AI or some system that's coming to check on their their cattle or whatever or their project to see how these monkeys are coming along that they fucked with genetically. You know, it might be a big experiment, you know. 
where they're just like, let's see what happens if we hyper-evolve these apes and see what they do. <laughs> you know, oh, look, they got tactical nukes. Well, Oops. they're going to they're gonna fuck up. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, because there's been right. plenty of recorded incidents, and they, they that came out in that, that Senate panel where, like, you know, is it true that these things flew over a complex and shut down our missile silos? Well, yes, that is true. Wow. And that's a big yeah. fucking deal. Yeah, it is. Anything, you know, that's how... It's, I'm pretty sure it's not a foreign adversary, because if the Chinese were able to come and shut down our missile silos, they would have been already. They would have been here already. Yeah, you know, they literally just would have walked and were like, "We, we own your ass. What are you going to do?" You know. But instead, they just own our debt. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they can have it because this is a, this is a thing that a lot of these countries forget. We could just choose not to fucking pay you. The U.S. government right now, it would be a very uncomfortable. But we have plenty of resources. There's a lot of, like, the stuff we need for computers, all that, you yeah. know, the different heavy metals, the, the exotic metals, exotic materials. Mm-hmm. We have all of it. It just happens to be, like, in national parks or in, in areas where it's not politically convenient to mine for it or dig for it. Right. But if we had to, yeah, we could. You know, so if you fuck with us enough, eventually we might just say, well, fuck you. We're not going to give you what we owe you. Uh, you can go fuck yourself, and we're just gonna we're just gonna have a more, you know, America centric political agenda, and uh, we're just gonna do this shit ourselves. You know, I mean, it might cost a lot more. I mean, people like Costco; mm-hmm. they like the idea of going uh, and buying, you know, a computer for you know two hundred bucks as opposed to like you know ten thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, but that's not that's not new. Mm-hmm. You, know, you would think um, our country from. Even from the beginning, like now, I will say, like after uh, we had the policy of what was it, uh, non-European, non-European entanglement. Yep, 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 yep. yep. We didn't yeah. want to. Uh, you want to poke the we bear? Were, we did uh, focus on ourselves mm-hmm. for uh, a long, but when it came to trade, yeah, when it came to exports and imports, that's always affected us, and that's always what that's what brought us. Like we we were a rich country because of our resources, but we had to export and sell yep. those resources. Then we wanted to import the things that were going to help us, you know, because it was always been that that give and take. Uh, and even the um, during the Revolutionary War, you know, a lot of the people, uh, you know, they may not have a, have uh, supported it uh, to the point that you would think logically. Oh well, you know, like they're oppressing us, but like. This is my livelihood. I make my money by selling these goods to, uh, uh, to not just uh, Britain but France, and of course now anything that's going to other parts of Europe because we're around the War of eighteen twelve. You're talking about uh, the Napoleonic Wars. Oh yeah. Going there, Napoleon. So anything that was going over there was being taxed heavily by the British. So that was affecting us as well. Oh yeah. But even during the uh, uh, the Revolutionary War, we were so. Um, Entangled, or we were so reliant on things that were coming from there and things that we were selling them, selling to them. It was a, it was a not just a question of patriotism, but livelihood. And I don't think that a lot of the, the uh, when I say the people, I don't just mean the people who were like, um, like every American. I just don't think that they were thinking uh, that we would be able to survive, you know, going to war with one of the largest uh, uh, economies that was out there. You know, like you shut that down, you take away all of the uh, uh, everything that we're used to. How are we going to live? So it's that's yeah. a it's a tough that, that was a tough thing, and I think that's been like that for um, for most of our at least uh, existence as the United States of America, in my opinion. You know, like there's always that thought of uh, 
Uh, how are we going to, how is our economy going to thrive if we cut off, you know, the importation, exportation, or if we just become internally focused? Um, because a lot of, even like our farmers, you know, where are they going to, where are we going to sell the, everything that they make? You know, a lot of it is exported. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's all convoluted. And I'm not an expert (laughs) at at all, you know, for real. I'm not an expert. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, that's... uh, But it's all mixed up, so it's it's all weird, too, because, like, you can say, you know, you want... Like, look look at Adidas, for God's sake. People Mm -hmm. wear Adidas all the time. Adidas was started by two Nazis. Was it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Two, two, and they were Nazi Nazis. (laughs) One went off and made Puma. Mm. One, one made Adidas. I mean, it's pretty messed up. I mean... Wasn't Volkswagen but, similar? To yeah, that? oh yeah, Volkswagen. Oh yeah, Fahrenheit Nugent. You know, oh yeah, we have Ferdinand Porsche. Oh yeah. So I mean, you've got like, so I mean, if you people are people, people do really weird shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and like one of the things with the the whole going back to the whole UFO thing is the the reason a lot of the ship I think is also coming out now. I mean, we obviously we all have cell phones and shit, and they've mm-hmm. come out and said, oh, there's you know, yes, we have images that are crystal clear, right, and show these things up close and they're perfectly clear like beautiful 4k images but they're not going to show us you know we don't know why they're not showing us and that's 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 the catch that's the that's the rub is like why and and you know the reason why might just be it's because it's our shit Mm-hmm. And we don't want everybody knowing how cool our shit is. True. You know, which might be the reason that Putin's not driving a nuke or the reason that this country is not going too crazy because they know or they suspect that we have shit that's so ridiculously overpowered that if they fuck with us, we will stomp on them like an ant. You know, then the thing is, is like, that's a good, that's a nice threat to have whether it's true or not right you know because i'm guessing precisely we're not going to admit to it yeah because you know what maybe you do think it's us yeah and the thing (laughs) is that the the the, the problem is if it's not us and it's not them what the hell is going on because these things aren't like they're not coming down landing on the white house lawn and going hey stop fucking around yeah. Don't be assholes don't blow yourselves up Mm -hmm. check out this wide universe of fun people we have look at these guys you know, these guys have boobs the size of mountains. Look at these guys. You know, like, they don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, but, and this is, and that's the thing is, like, but it might just be because they just, they don't think along those lines. Yeah. They might not care. Maybe they look at, like, us, or they study <clears throat> us in the same way that how much do we, we have study com- ants. <clears throat> yeah, how much you know? do we have common with right. an ant? How much do we have in common with, with, a, with, a, with an ant farm? You know, they might just be going, well, look what they're doing. That's kind of fun. We did that a long time ago. Let's take some more pictures of them and let's leave. We'll come back in a year, you know. <clears throat> but some of these other countries, like Russia mm-hmm. and like Brazil, these other countries are like, yeah, it happens all the time. Look what we found, you know. They're yeah. really blatant and honest about it, which is kind of cool, you know. But I think it's a big convoluted mess. I think it's just kind of nuts. I mean, I, I'm glad that these these videos, like the Tic Tac video, came out, and that um, like members of the military are far more. You know, they, they feel more comfortable talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, than they ever did before, which is just kind of cool. And the, the fact that they're ha- we're having a big conversation about it now is a big deal. I think it's neat, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to see. I mean, it, it might just be a really neat hardware that we've developed. And But maybe you know, maybe <clears throat> the, the suspicion and the, the fact that, you know, like they're we're uh, very much interested in, like, the fact that, they're, uh, uh, that there may be aliens out there yeah. that may be visiting or, you know, and it's something that um, – 
I, even Hollywood, I know I'm just stopped mid-sentence, but even Hollywood has, has admitted like, hey, what would it be like if if our, our societies, which are, um, that have these militaries, but also have like religion and beliefs and things yep. that that, are, that go to their core, what if it was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, hey, that's that was more of a social experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, religion was more of a social experiment to provide control. When everybody believed in something else, we wanted you to believe in something central, but it also oh, needed yeah. to be because of the, we had never seen societies coming together in such a, a, a in such a way to oh, where, yeah. hey, we needed some type of control or some sort of thing to say, hey, don't kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> don't steal from these guys. You guys can live together, you know, yep. in some sort of harmony, but it can't be uh, Zeus, or it can't be the the god of lightning because this guy over here doesn't believe in that. So let's yep. come up with something that's that's beyond us, that's not questionable. And then like traditional, you know, like you're saying, like uh, hairless apes, we completely fucked it up and corrupted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but if that became um a thing of the past, if it became something that uh, was like like if they did. Park on the White House lawn and say, yeah. "No existence, uh, life and existence is not doesn't really work that way. Yep. Know, it's not through divinity; it's through you know evolution and progress. You yep. know, it's uh, you know, or if they said, yeah, you're kind of our our experiment. Yeah, you know, we're that, you know, we're trying to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes we did because yeah. it took us so long to develop because we nuked it. I mean, look at yeah, when, you look, when Graham Hancock is this brilliant archaeologist and writer." He's a firm believer that, you know, um, that there was a civilization before us. A humanity reached a certain point, um, both through the pre-raised map, which is the map of, you know, like that's that one map that shows Antarctica. Yeah. Before the ice shelf hit it. Before, the, before it was covered in ice, which is over 20,000 years ago, whatever. Right. Um, you've got uh, Goblecki uh, Tepe, which is this um, beautifully wrought city that exists that was created – uh, that it was in existence, you know, like 10,000 years ago, mm-hmm. way before we had any business building something like that. And then it was buried. And Goblaki uh, Tepe is one of those, those uh, uh, cities where, like, everything that was like the height of their creation, you know, that, that area. It's like, you know, whatever. Everything that happened after that, that they built after that, was not as good as Goblaki Tepe. And then it got pro- progressively worse and worse as time went on to the point where, like, it was almost like the knowledge was lost of how to build this city like that. You know, so maybe we did fuck up at some point. Maybe they were conquered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't – you don't have to be smarter. You just got to be the toughest kid mm. on the block. Well, look at it till or the have more people, you know. And look at the carbon they, – they, um, the amount of carbon on the planet, the amount of ash on the planet um, when Attila the Hun was around was tremendous because they killed and burned – so many people. Right. <laughs> he killed. Was it like I don't know if, I'm not probably the number is probably way wrong. But it was like ten percent of the humans that existed at that point in time. He and the Mongol they killed all of them. Right. You know, so he killed so many people, and you know, so I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you don't have to have the best technology. You just have no. to have the biggest stick. That's true. You know, I I agree with that, and I think that um, even more modern than going back, you know, ten thousand years. Yeah. You think of like. How advanced <clears throat> was Egypt before it was sacked? And oh yeah, you know they 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 talk about the the library in Alexandria. Yeah, that burned down. I mean, yeah. who knows what the hell was in there? All of the scrolls that were there, or any of the the knowledge that was there. I meant certain countries, certain regions, or areas of the world have been the pinnacle of technology and knowledge. 
you know, uh, within our history. Yeah. And yet, um, <clears throat> then somebody comes along, whether they're Roman, yeah. they're Persian, they're Ottoman, or they're Mongol, and uh, the only way for them to control is to get rid of what was there before. Unless, of course, you're talking, you know, like a uh, 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 Machiavellian theory where it's like, no, you control through the governors of like that. Yeah. Let them keep what they have. Yeah. You know, but we still... Uh, well, look at the Catholic still, Church. I yeah. mean, my, you know, one of the most interesting things my mother ever told me... Yeah. Yeah, was that the, the Catholic Church in its current... The Roman Catholic Church is basically the continuation of the Holy Roman Empire. Mm. You know, where they, they were like, you know, we're going to lose control... But if we use religion to control, mm -hmm. if we take all these different aspects of different religions, we can still have the Pope. And, you know, he has massive control over the flock. Yeah. And the flock is huge. And if we have, you know, bishops and people in every country around the world and they're controlling shit, or they can at least gently nudge them in the direction we want them to go in politically, that makes a lot of sense. Influence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I mean, as it's funny because as a society now, people are kind of falling away from that more and more. Because of science and innovation, but one mm -hmm. to close it out, I got to say, like one of the more interesting, you know, things I've thought about is like, you know, we're we're moving toward more um, compostable things now. You know, like uh, we there's plastics out there that look like or things that look like plastic, I should say. Um, Amazon is a big consumer of that, so they their plates, their knives, their forks, mm -hmm. and shit that, that that my company, for instance, delivers to them. It's all compostable shit. So you put it in the ground in you know ten years, it's nothing. It dissolves. Mm -hmm. So if you had a whole society that had completely converted to that, it's not you're not going to find any trace of it. Right. If Unless the buildings were made of that, the buildings are gone. Yeah. Unless you know. it was stone or some sort of metallurgical, mm -hmm. you know, uh, product like gold. You know, yeah. of course, oh, yeah, you know yeah. something something that can withstand the the, uh, the test, test of time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Then how could it still be here unless it was carried on throughout? Yeah. You so know, you get so. a lot of these these oral histories and surely it's it's kind of interesting, you know, like. You know, the shit that went, I mean, look at like, so like while the Egyptians were building, you know, the pyramids, it's supposedly, you know, like 2,000, whatever years ago, whatever, 4,000 years ago, on the other, other part of the planet, people were riding on horseback using bows and arrows to hunt with. But yeah. at the same point in time, these people are moving, you know, you know, 80 ton obelisks, yeah. obelisks, you know, mm -hmm. 500 miles, mm -hmm. you know, it's really kind of cool. I and it's still, like it. it's still a, a marvel today to look at. Like, oh yeah, we have no idea how they did it. Oh yeah. That they really are. Well, you they know, found it's, that it's insane. They found that obelisk um, under the sea. I forget what sea it was. It was one of the oceans, or whatever. But the last time that that part was actually above water was like twelve thousand years ago. So it's this weird, unusual thing where like they found another giant obelisk, but it's so freaking old. Right. It's in an area where it should not be in. So who twelve thousand years ago is carving this five hundred foot object? You know, and raising it in this area that was, you know, is now is underwater. So it's kind of cool. You know, With precision, so too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So the, um, to that exact point, yeah. in uh, 62 AD, or was it 64 AD, uh, Pompeii was was uh, was covered in yep. ash, you know, yep. from uh, from Mount Vesuvio. Yeah. Um, when you, I was stationed in, uh, in Naples, Italy, and I went to Pompeii uh, oh, uh, many cool. times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and all of the stuff is in the National Archaeological Museum, but the but the roads, the building. When you look at the the marble or the stone, it's perfectly square. Yeah. You don't understand how they carved. It's like uh, our guy, like we don't have a, a right angle in a house built in the United <laughs> States today. Yep. But those are if, if it, when you look at it, it looks <clears throat> perfect. Yep. That was the time, right around the time of Christ. For goodness' yeah, sake. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 
So when we, <clears throat> you look at it, you're right. I think uh, I've always thought that like our technologies and our knowledge is not one of those things that is. Uh, I think it's always been finite to a point where it was. It's developed and then just it is destroyed. Yep, yeah. it's destroyed because and it could power be power is always changing. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they didn't have to necessarily nuke nuke yeah. themselves. I mean, we just might have so many people now mm-hmm. that the idea of of everything being wiped out is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if you if we were only concentrated on one little, you know, continent, which is now under the freaking ocean, mm-hmm. you know, like if there was just not that many of us, you know, then yeah, you're not going to find it's, it's, oh, it's love, I love stuff like that. It's one of those, those conversations you could have, and it goes back and forth, but it could also be that might be the reason why these people are visiting, why these, these beings are visiting. They're going, okay, look, you fucked it up multiple times. We're just going to make sure you don't do that again. That's where they're shutting down the missile side, missile silos. They're saying, look, we can turn off all your stuff. As, as high tech as you think you are, mm-hmm. We can come in. We can fly through your fighter formations. We can hang something right off your military bases. We can buzz the USS Ronald Reagan. What are you going to do about it? So check your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And but at the same time, you're saying visiting. Maybe they uh, haven't. Maybe they've been here. Yep. For millennia. Yep. And just watching. Because the ocean. We talked about the ocean. Like seventy percent of the Earth. How much is it actually explored? And then it is it's not constantly explored, modern. Yep. It's explored periodically. Yep. And then we didn't even map the oceans. Uh, until like the what was it the the uh, the 1900s? We still haven't fully mapped them all. No, you know, and like and that's done how often? You know, like it's, oh yeah, it's a it's amazing. Um, when we think we know so much, you know, because you know we've developed and we have these technologies, and it might be the fact that we have these technologies that we're just now starting to see it, like you were alluding to before. Um, but it may have been there the entire time. Yep. How many? Civilizations from the breakup of Pangaea, yeah, you know, yeah, the separation yeah. of the ocean and tectonic yep. plates exist under the ocean that we have no idea about that used to be there. And they're finding stuff all the right. time. It's so why the the Antikythera mechanism, whatever you call that, where that that really the the Greek uh, little computer that they found mm-hmm. that's like thousands of years old, and they still don't know what that mechanism was for. You know, and it may have been for plotting. You know. So you know, a way to get around the sea. It might also be an, a, a leftover object from like you know the civilization before that. So I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I think as 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 we evolve and as we our technology increases and as they add better radar systems onto the planes and you know <laughs> and as our phones get better and all that shit, we're going to see more and more of this stuff. And eventually, it's going to we're going to figure it out. I think at this point, as a society, at least for speaking for the United States. If they were to come out and say, yes, aliens exist, people wouldn't lose their shit. I think 50 years ago, yeah, yeah. they may have. But, you know, they may have, like, they may have been a problem. Or 100 years ago, look at the War of the Worlds when Orson Welles, you know. Sent everyone. Yeah, back. people were, people yeah. started killing them. You know, people were committing suicide. There was, there was deaths. You know, people were less like, the aliens are invading, you know, board up the house, and, you know, and shit like that. So we've, that, story you know and what happened back then i think still sticks in people's minds and there's probably certain people in the u.s <laughs> government that are like we can't we can't just tell them everything we know mm-hmm. because they might lose their shit i mean it's a valid you know i mean people are weird <laughs> you know look what happened when the when the east coast and, and a lot of uh a lot of the u.s lost power i mean what was it 2001 2002 it only took a couple of days for shit to go awry in a lot of these cities. And you look at Detroit, um, you know, we had no power for like a week, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember sitting on the front porch with my rifle loaded, you know, in the dark, because as soon as it got dark out, it was like 
a jungle. You hear gunshots, you hear people screaming, people were going door to door, trying doors. I mean, you know, humans are weird. We're yeah. a bunch of goofy ass monkeys and we do weird shit. We go into self preservation mode when something. Oh, in a heartbeat. That's why you have the people who just, when the, the gas thing happened, you know. Oh, yeah. The guy pulling up with the trailer, <clears throat> filling 40. Any contain like forty like oh, yeah. one gallon and five gallon things of gas because yep. uh, was that even was that during the pandemic when, mm. that, when they started when they were doing something like that or people hoarding like toilet paper and stuff because oh, it's yeah. not about society at that point it's about I have to this is an emergency yep. and I feel the need to hoard all of this stuff for my family because yep. I don't really care about anything else <clears throat> at that point in time yeah we've got there's so many of yeah. us out there that life has become a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in a lot of our minds, even with the internet, you know, we're more connected now than we ever have been, but we're also more separated now than mm-hmm. we ever have been, which is kind of crazy. Which is why it's a good thing, again, going back to why, you know, people can say what they want about the military. It's a, there's a reason that that exists. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a reason why there's police officers because people do really dumb stuff that in, in a common, you know, a regular everyday life they might not do, but under stress. We're hairless monkeys with tactical nuclear weapons. We're just, we're crazy apes, you know, we're going to do weird shit. So, you know, and and while I think it's cool that these things are out there, I just really wish we, they get over themselves and come out and say something. (laughs) That's what it really comes down to it. Like we don't, we can't guess, you know, like exactly what their intentions are, what their intent or what they're even doing. It, It would have to be them Actually making contact with yep. us and saying something and, and if being they, like, "This is really what's going on." Yeah, you know. So, and I think it'll. I mean, the thing is, at this point, it's, it's, you know, I would, I'd make a weird prediction and say, within the next ten years, we're going to find out, yay or nay, for sure, what the hell is going on. Either it's going to be a, there's going to be some really kick-ass drones and like ridiculously <laughs> good tech. Like we've discovered shit that <clears throat> nobody would have even thought about. It's an, it's, you know, like cold fusion. It's some kind of energy source that we're just not aware of. Uh, that we don't want the en- our enemies to have, or it's sh- fucking aliens, you know, which would be kind of yeah. dope too. Mm, either way, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Should but, be. Anyway, Michael never showed up, ladies and gentlemen. Michael uh, texted me. He was uh, he's still like <laughs> thirty miles away in traffic, um, and he's not going to be showing up tonight, uh, unfortunately. But he'll be back uh, for the next episode. Um, we might bring his dad back for fun stories about Snoop Dogg. Who knows? His dad is. <laughs> Uh, uh, Hush Carlisle uh, did has a new. Uh, uh, it's it's like a special edition of the uh, new album he has coming out. So go to you know look up Hush, find him on YouTube, order the album. It's a lot of fun. Um, share our conversations with our friends. Uh, we I didn't get my friend Rob in trouble. You know he didn't he didn't <laughs> spill any shit he wasn't supposed to spill. So you know nobody gave him any phone calls. You know, uh, but next time we come in, you know maybe I'll have Rob back. You know, we can talk about some fun movies or shit, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the UFP thing. It's been out late, 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 late. It's, it's, it's interesting to talk about. It's a subject that I have a lot of interest in. I think it's kind of fun. Um, and I think a lot of you guys too, because the email and, and text messages I've got, well, not text messages, you know, messages on Twitter and shit. Um, I've got on the, the D fan podcast, uh, different accounts has always been for the past couple of months. Hey, will you guys talk about this? So I'm glad we got to talk about it. It's kind of fun. I actually got to talk about it with somebody who knows what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> when it comes to the military side of things. You know, you know. I thought it was fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the flip side.
always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Keep my head up when I act, head up, that's a fact Never looking back, I'ma keep myself on track Keep my head up, staying strong, always moving on Feel I don't belong, tell my thoughts to move along Push myself to be the best, die with no regrets Live with every breath, see my message start to spread And I had so many dreams, when you hit your teens Life ain't really what it seems, try to find out what it means Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all the art, it's my only medicine, yeah Everything I do, I'm just being genuine, yeah I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline, yeah I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah Listen up, cause I'll only say it once I'm gonna show you all the path If you want it bad I'm gonna show you where it's at Yeah, how you can get it back Yeah, cause I ain't never done I'll be number one Working hella hard until I get just what I want Yeah, rise just like the sun Yeah, fatal like a gun Shooter's gonna shoot and I'm gonna shoot until I fall yeah. Always do it on my own So I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all the art, it's my only medicine Yeah, everything I do, I'm just being genuine Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline Yeah, I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah